Eli? Hello. Are you there? The whole artifice of this, Paul, the whole fakeness of this, I can't deal with it. What fakeness? We've said hello. Well, of course I'm fucking here. We've said hello, haven't we? But this is more for the listener, isn't it? To lure them in. I'm basically like creating a scene, aren't I? All right, all right, I got you, got you. So I'll be, I'll be truffling around, snuffling around. Yeah, snuffling around in your little nest. I'll be grabbaging, yeah. happily grabbaging, and then you do it again. All right, all right. okay, go for it. Grabbage, grabbage, grabbage. <laughs> Come on, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for a bit more grabbaging. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> oh, 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 hello, Mr. Silverman. Oh, oh. oh. Hello. Oh, it's time to do another episode of Cheap Show, Mr. Silverman. Excellent. I'm ready. So, you know, put your penis away, clear the sauce off your belly, and get ready to entertain the masses. No, no, I know, no, no, no. I refuse to be characterised as someone who has his dick out all the time <laughs> and and has got sauce on his belly. Ugh. Paul, I refuse to. Oh, mate, you could be the first man to come different sauces. Imagine that. Oh, I'd like a dash of uh, ketchup. Squirt right from the waist. Oh, what else have you got? Mayo. Mate, are you... Oh, mate, you've just had the idea. What you're actually describing is a modular sauce bollock, interchangeable sauce bollock yeah. unit, basically. Like those... Like those coffee pods, but you put in like instead of those, instead of your testicles, you have these kind of weird sperm coffee pod things. You put one in. Yes, and it's modular. Yeah, it's two. It's got you can and you can do cocktails. If you wanted burger sauce, yeah, you'd put one one bollock of ketchup, the other bollock <laughs> of mayonnaise, yeah, and then you fucking got burger sauce ready to go. <laughs> be the worst burger van in existence, though, wouldn't it? Or the best. You can get classy ones where it's like, oh, look at this. Spaffe latte. Oh. <laughs> no, what? Not coffee. It's. You've, listen. No, coffee flavoured. What's wrong with coffee flavoured? You could make a whole range of multi flavoured modular cum sauces. But you'd be careful with the vinaigrettes and the vinegars because they could be quite corrosive to the whole unit. That's true. That's true. Especially if you've got any like cuts or abrasions on the end of your penis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, welcome to Cheap Show! Welcome to Cheap Show! I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. People love noodles. It's just a fact of Cheap Show you're going to have to learn to fucking accept. Cheap Show. go and I nuzzle. Also, wasn't it a lovely time last week in the park when we went to the park last week? It was a lovely time. I had a lovely time. How drunk were you at the end of the day? Very, very drunk. (laughs) (laughs) How how did you get home all right? It got quite late. It got quite late, didn't it? Yeah, I didn't get on the bus till like, what, 20 to 11? Yeah, so I got got back after midnight and I may have... um, Listened to a couple of records and, and uh, had a bit more vodka and then uh, went to bed. So, yeah, I was pooped. It was a full day of uh, flaneuring around yeah. and eating a lot of uh, lot of Japanese uh, 
Snacks. I don't know how many of those actually made the cut. Did they all make the cut? There was about 20 of them. They all made the cut. Um, cool. I had a lovely bus journey home. It, the bus I had completely to myself as it went all the way around the back way of um, North yeah. London. and That's nice. And there's lots of uh, little views you get yeah. as you're entering um, yeah. uh, Wembley area. It's beautiful, isn't yeah. it? There, Never Street. Lots yeah. of ups and downs and hills and back roads. And, yeah. Oh, it, it is a good one. It, I mean, that's what inspired me, basically, to suggest that as a, as a picnic location, is that go coming from yours. Yeah, the route there was know, interesting. On that bus. Yeah, and it was, it was beautiful nice route. to have the whole bus to myself. Uh, it felt like a limo. And it was, oh, it was just nice. Because, you know, when like a bus stop, because it's quiet at the moment, cause, you know, considering. So it hardly yeah. stopped at any of the, at the bus stops. So I was like, oh, I'm going straight home. Oh, eat that Uber. Yeah. No, it's nice, isn't it? I mean, that is when you really start to appreciate the like the the depth of infrastructure, yeah. you know, in in this city yeah. is when you get on a bus by yourself and it just smoothly delivers you yeah. across the top of London. Beautiful, beautiful, mate. I, it was a lovely day out, and you know, our audience thought it was a warming episode, a, a cheery episode. Good to see the gang back in action. Ooh, ooh. Now, Paul. Yeah. As it was a success, I mean, it is something moving forward we could do again. There are other little pockets mm. around the North Circular that I'd like to explore. So maybe in a few months' time, we might go back. Yeah. Back up those ways and uh, look at some other shit parks. Yeah. And stuff. It was, it, you know what? It, we could, maybe could do a canal walk or one of those old train line walks that don't exist anymore. Yeah, we got those. We definitely got those. But there's other parks on that route. Yeah. Like in Finchley. I've noticed this park, which is like one of those long, thin ones. Yeah. And those long, thin parks tend to be either following old rivers or, like you said, um, disused rail lines. So I want to. Uh, there's there's a lot to there's a lot to look into there. There is. You know what I'm saying. And I'm thinking of rebranding the show Middle Class Show, cozy middle class old no, man show. No, it's not. It's not fucking middle class, is it? Oh, cozy middle class. Oh, cozy no. cozy old man show. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll be up Let's for that. Let's just call it the old cuddly man show. Mm. <laughs> Every week we cuddle an old man. You know what? I'm thinking more along, if you could take that idea and sort of combine it with the source bollock. So you spoff an old man. I'm the source bollock Avenger. <laughs> oh, oh no. Paul's getting away. Give me the hot sauce. Long range hot sauce pods. <laughs> oh, I'm getting away with this crime. <laughs> Who's that following me? Oh, it's the bo- sauce bollock Avenger. What's he doing? <laughs> oh, he's violently shaking his penis at me. What's that coming out? Hey, it's hot sauce in me eyes. Ah, foiled again. Oh, no. I don't think I'm going to be able to handle this arrest. I'll have to call in my superhero friend from the league, Queef Huffer. <laughs> Oh, Queefhuffer, come in, come in, Queefhuffer. Hello, I'm Melton Palbury. <laughs> You've completely fucking gone. Melton Palbury, also known as Queefhuffer. I I have the Queefhuffer mantle for this quadrant. That's why I answered the call. Queefhuffer, I need you here now to handle this arrest. Don't worry, I'll inflate one of my Queef balloons with a Queef and then I'll float over. <laughs> this is the worst, worst ever, Mr. Silver. No, it's a whole... It's a whole universe, mate. It's a whole universe. A whole oh, u- no, who's this? Honey hole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I fight them out of my ass. I fire <laughs> bees out of my ass. Yeah, you do. Honey hole. Well, but you're a baddie. Aren't, isn't he a, no. a villain? I... What was his name? King oh. Honey or something? Yeah. I know. I we'd liked to, him. We'd have to look back. We'd have to look back in that Although episode. I did like your, uh, what was it? Frozen Chili Church or something. Whatever it was called, Chili Church. <laughs> it was like... 
bread, bong. It was bread, bread church or something. Something it? like that. It was <laughs> it was one of Digitizer's funnier videos. So why not check it out on Biffo Vision? The, yes. the rebranded Digitizer, Mr. Biffo Channel. It's called Biffo Vision. I think that's a perfectly good name and uh, in reflects his more wide, uh, you know. I was never a retro gamer twat anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Gamut. You know. I've played Pac-Man. Does that make me, you know, able to to sort of dictate to fucking YouTubers what they should fucking do? Are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> you all right, mate? I'm not all right, mate. Do you want to crack on with the show? Yeah, let's crack on, mate. All right, because we've got yeah. an interesting show today, and I'll explain all right after this sound effect. Oh, God. Oh, fucking hell. Right, so this week, Mr. Silverman... I had a, I had a thought. Oh yeah, what happened? <laughs> I had a thought. You had a thought. What happened? Did you have a shock or something? Nah, I'm not doing this week now. I've gone off the idea. What? I've gone off the idea of doing this podcast now. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't back out, Paul. I've got nothing. I haven't got. I've literally got nothing. There's no new source in here. There's. Uh... Well, this is this is the master plan I've had. The thought that I had was what? Right? Was what? We've got nothing. Yeah. But what we can have is an un- unlimited access to the the creative thoughts and efforts of others. Stealing other people's stuff. Kind of. So what happened was I was sent a link this week about a news article. And the news article was basically about public domain stuff. And I was surprised by it. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be good if we did an episode all about public domain stuff? So we can talk about songs and characters and novels that are free and you can use. Yeah. It's a good idea, isn't it? Because we've got nothing else. Well, we have nothing else. We could introduce them to the world of uh, Source Bollock, Avenger, and Queefhuffer. It's the Queefhuffer League. I hope you're getting that, Paul. It's not. No, it's... why is it the Queefhuffer League? Why does it... it have to be named after that one hero? Because that one hero, similar to DC's Green Lantern, can change, or Iron Man. Because it's whoever has the yeah, ha- but the- whoever's got the power of the Queefhuffer for that quadrant. Yeah, but like for instance, the the Justice League aren't called the Superman League, are they? No, but- and like the Avengers aren't called the Iron Man. Yes, Avengers. but there's a Green Lantern corpse, isn't there? Which is which is yeah, but that's a core. They're called Green Lanterns. All it's right, fine. Queef Queef Huffer Huffer Core Queef Huffer No Huffer Core Queef Huffer Core Huffer Core Queef Huffer Core. You've kind of sold me on. Yes. But only because it sounds like a Black Lace song from the 80s. They only choose people to be Queef Huffers every quadrant. How do you do it? If, if Well, you firstly, you have to have the phenomes Pell, Pellet, Pelton, Melon. Oh, the Phenong <laughs> Pellet. <laughs> the Phenong. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is a, a cromulent a word is kryptonite. So you know what I mean? Yeah. So they're always called something like Melton Pellet or Pellet Mowbray or, or um, you know. No, you're thinking of pork pies. <laughs> well, that was the one. One time back in the 30s, they got a, they got a, a, a Melton <laughs> Mowbray. The Melton Mowbray pork pie to be queef offer. But the point is, if, we, if some of these superheroes are now in the public domain, then we could uh, incorporate them. Like uh, Queef Huffer versus Dick Tracy or something. Right. The point of this week's episode is that <laughs> right. I'm talking about things in the public domain. In the public domain. Thought, Paul, what? are there any superheroes on this list coming up? Well, we're going to get to that a bit later okay. on, but Sorry. the answer is no uh, with a yes caveat. Okay. Um, because what you'll find is, like, for instance, it doesn't come up in what we're going to talk about, but a great example is the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Right. Because of the characters featured in that were all, I believe, at public domain when uh, Alan Moore made it. Yes, of course. That's uh, that's how we, we got... will get to that. Okay. At a later date. Great. 
in the podcast. A later date in the podcast. Eli. Yeah. Eli. Uh, yes. Am I being too... What? What am I doing? I'm drinking. Oh, fucking hell. Right. That's it. This is the last days of Rome on this fucking podcast now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> infamy. Infamy. They've all got it. Infamy. You can only, you can only actually pull yourself through the making of the podcast now. By indulging. With inebriation, yeah. Well, are you staying on brand by buying some terrible pre-mixed can? Yes, Yes. What, obviously. What, is what do it, you think I am? What is it today? Strawberry mojito. Oh, is that a nice one? Because I remember the one you took on the picnic, you, you said was very poor. Was that a, what was it, just it's, a, a It's plate? the same batch. Oh, all right, okay. I'm, drink, I'm drinking it. Even though it's, it's it not old. that nice. It tastes like strawberry pop. But I like pop. Yes. I like fizzy sweets and I don't like lager. Ugh, it's a boy's drink. I don't like it. Paul, you know what we should do? Because there's so many different types of uh, hooch, alcoholic, soft drinks available now. We could, uh, yeah. We should do it on cheap eats or whatever, shouldn't we? Yeah, well, we did do cheap booze a while ago, didn't we? And found out that it was utter dog shit. But <laughs> we should definitely do, <laughs> yeah, the cheap mixers. Yeah, get it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, nice. I want you to taste uh, Gusto Cola because I th- I think it's the greatest cola. Gusto Cola. Yes. Is that another superhero? No. Hello. I am Gusto Cola. Right, I'm calling. That's all I've got for that. <laughs> all I've got. It's not good, man. It's not it's good. Not. I wish. You know what, Paul? I. You know what I'm re- regretting now. What? I'm regretting using my Oscar the Grouch T-shirt to use as my pop guard because it looks like I'm this weird phantom sort of gurning at me, screaming, yeah. silent scream. It's weird. It's like a... <laughs> Only you would look at the T-shirt of Oscar the Grouch and see a howling, screaming void come from it. I'll show you the picture. It's really disturbing. It's like a green sort of nun. He looks like a green nun made of ectoplasm, screeching at me. Oh. It's got a cow. Mate, it'll haunt you at night. Imagine that, your bedroom door opens and then it hovers in round the corner and just says one word to you. What? Why? I'd say, because. And then it'd say in return, and then float away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mate, we're really failing this week. Really failing. But Right, let's get on with the show then. Let's actually add the content. Okay. We've done the two-part banter. Now we add the one-part content. (laughs) (laughs) Like Just like a mojito. So, we are talking about public domain stuff today because I thought it would be interesting to talk about it. And there were two articles that eventually I came across. Um, do you want to make a joke about that? I don't. I actually don't. I'm so sick of that. It comes up every single week. Someone says came across or come across, you know? Yeah. Well, in that case, I won't make the stupid joke. Uh, listen, Paul, let's have a rule. Let's have a rule. You can only use that pun, right, if you're used yeah. to saying come across in the other sense. As in, yeah. how did he come across? Yes. All right? Then you can make a spunk joke. Okay, so can I just read out the articles then that I found? Well, all right then. <laughs> okay, so the first one is, or well, the first one that I came across is how to spaff your gizzy load all over your laptop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not even that funny. No, right. really not, um, really. Oh. So this article 
I found on a Canadian website called The A-Side, which I believe is about vinyl. Mm. Okay. But it's called Six Songs Surprisingly in the Public Domain. And uh, it did surprise me. Now, a lot of the article talks about Canada specifically, because obviously it's the country that has made this article. But... What? The article was written by the Canadian government? No, the the website I'm reading it, The A-Side, on the A-Side. It's a Canadian government... It's a government website. Is it like Canada? No, it's not... (laughs) No. No. So you're saying the 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 article originated in Canada, so a lot of the what the content so Canada. Some of the specifics are about Canadian copyright law. I see. However, the bulk of the article is about songs that you'll be surprised to know you can perform because they're out of public domain. Okay. Or in the public domain, I guess. Would you like to hear them? I would. I'm fascinated. So the first um, one, it lists... I'll see if I'm surprised. I'll see how surprised I am here. All right, okay. So one is not surprised. I couldn't give a shit. That doesn't surprise me. And five is... Oh, you, what? No. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. First track. Take me out to the ball game. Oh. Remember that? Take yeah. me out to the ball game. Who, I couldn't... It's one of those songs that I know of, but is uh, I don't associate with any artist or singer. It was originally a 1908 song, and the lyrics to the ballpark standby are now in the public domain in the US and the UK. So all you got to worry about when creating your perfect BS League soundtrack is looking around the organ to the diamond. I hate it when they try and be funny in an article. Just tell me a <laughs> fact, mate. Can we do our own version of that then? Take me off to the spoff shop. <laughs> Something like that. I don't. I don't even know how it goes. It goes. Take me out to the ball game. What? And then. Hang on. Let me play a little bit for you. Hang on. Take me out to the ball game. Sung by Edward Meeker, Edison Records. Katie, Katie was baseball mad. Had the fever and had it bad. Just to root for the hometown through every two. I've got the idea go. now. I've got the idea, Paul. I think I'll take a pass at it, yeah? Yeah, you take a pass at it. Eli Silverman presents his take on the public domain track, Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Oh, squeeze it out of my nut ball. All up. <laughs> <laughs> take me down to the spoff hole. Squeeze it out of my nut hole. Massage my penis and get some peanuts. Do you like that bit? And spooge me out. Oh, Did you even listen to the song? <laughs> I tried. I couldn't pick up on a lot of it. He said peanuts. Buy me some peanuts at one he point. He did. He did. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sp- spooge it out of my nut ball. <laughs> <laughs> no? God. Right. right. Next. The next uh, one. No, you're going to ask me how surprised I am. How surprised are you? 
I'm a one on that one. Not surprised. One. Fine. Good. One is fine. The next one did surprise me, but will it surprise you? The song is House of the Rising Sun. Ah, now, interesting. It says here in the article, while the animals who did the song originally, while their iconic arrangement of the traditional folk song is certainly still very much on the copyright, no one can claim the right to the original music and lyrics since the original songwriter is unknown. The oldest known recording of the song is a version from 1933 by Clarence Tom Ashley, and he said he learned it from his grandfather. So, this is one of those those songs, those uh, blues tunes that, you know, again, it doesn't surprise well, me. It's ancient. It's like, do you know Hendrix's uh, Hey Joe? Yes. Now, that is based on one of these songs as well. So he did it. His version, Hendrix's version, is a cover of Joe South, a Joe and South there... tune. But there's a, a female singing fronted version as well, which isn't ever, which was from the like the forties, I think. But there's a lot of this with these. Type is of it songs. still called? And they're called Hey Joe, or just like the the riff is the same, but the songs use them differently. The lyrics are the same, so it's about. Oh hey, right. And if you think about it, Hey Joe is all about um, a guy who's going to kill his wife isn't it? He's yes. going to go down and kill his wife. And that is such a classic, that is a whole tradition in these blues songs, isn't it? Murder ballads or whatever they are. You know, there's loads of them. Yeah. There's loads of different ones. And House of the Rising Sun is also negative. It's hell. He's going to hell, isn't he, in House of the Rising Sun? So, yeah, there's a video that accompanies the article. And in the video, this guy talks about how it seems like it's an old kind of folk song originally. Yes. And the lyrics were different because it could either be sung from a woman's point of view or a male's point of view, ah. viewing the action from different uh, perspectives. That's interesting, because that, like Hey Joe is a bit like that as well, because like I say, I think the version predating Hendrix's and Joe South's was uh, a female singer. So Also, isn't um, Golden Slumbers the same case, where like Paul McCartney didn't write the lyrics, they're like some old maritime poem, and he just put it to the tune? Yes. So there's so much of that stuff, and especially with the blues... What happens with the blues is those are songs that never were were written and passed down between from generation to generation, weren't they? Before there was any yeah. copyright, and then you know it's contentious. But then a lot of these rock blues, rock white guys, Brit guys, managed to use them without any copyright when they, in fact, you know, yeah, they nicked them. So I didn't basically. know that though. I I didn't know until this article that the House of the Rising Sun was you know kind of out of public domain. Yeah, again, I'm not that surprised because it's. I just knew that. I knew that. I'll, I'll give tell you it... what, what I'm going to do. What? I'm going to do my own version. Okay. You fucking li- watch this. I'm going to do my own version of House of the Rising Sun. Here we go. Ready? All right, you fucking listen to this, you big pricks. Right. <laughs> yeah, even you listening. Okay. Woo! Come on. getting a vocal as well right, eventually yeah, i'm gonna to get to the vocal i'll do it now actually Bloody quite hell. Nice. just get just do it for one bar the bit then straight in mate all right i'm waiting start again all right here you go there is a house in farringdon it's called the house of pickles you're not in Farringdon. I've just realised that. It's, it's Harringay. <laughs> Harringay. Scan's better. Come right, on. Shut up. Right, okay, here we go. Farringdon. <laughs> <laughs> there is a house in Harringay. 
It's called the House of Pickles. And it's been the ruin of a sad, fat old man. And he hasn't felt any tickles in his balls since, you know, he was small. His mother, she was... I've got nothing. <laughs> Pretty good, though, Paul. Pretty good. Better I'll than work my... on it. I'll do House of the House of the Pickles. House of the yeah. Rising Pickles. Yeah. <laughs> House of the Rising Pickle. That's good, because that's like my dick as well. Yeah. The yeah. room is covered in its belly sauce. Oh. It smells all spoffy and gross. <laughs> He's got tons and tons of empty tubs of toss and spoff and toast. <laughs> <laughs> tubs of toast, yeah, no, definitely, Paul, you're winning. Uh, my my winning. version, of, my version of at the ball game pales in in comparison to that. Good. Next one. Uh, happy birthday. Obviously, we know about happy birthday. Why am I meant to be surprised that that's out of copyright? I'm not surprised well, the whole... in the least. I'm not. Well, no, None of these. We all know. No, I also wanted to say, Paul, House of the Rising Sun, there is an excellent sort of dub reggae version called... Um, uh, House of the Rising Dub? Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Dub of the Rising Dub. There's quite a few reggae versions, actually. And it's one of the most covered songs ever, I'd say, House of the Rising Sun. I can understand why. It's a very simple song to play. Yes. Right, next. Here we go. The Beatles, Love Me Do. Well, colour me surprised. Are you a bit surprised by that one? I want to sex you up by colour me surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Although the European Union and Canada have extended the copyright protection from 50 to 70 years, the copyright on the recording of Love Me Do was not applied retroactively. Meaning Why? anyone can distribute the record as long as they pay a publishing fee. So I don't quite understand. Well, does that mean, does that mean like in certain countries then, they if a song fell out of copyright, they could apply and retroactively put it back into copyright? Yeah, well, there was this whole thing where Paul McCartney basically was behind the move, wasn't he, to hmm. extend the copyright from 50 to 70. So that, I mean, it seems like so that he could keep getting paid hand over fist for the Beatles uh, stuff. I don't know. I don't know. It's an interesting thing, though, isn't it? Like, Love Me Do could fall through the craps of craps, cra- cracks now, of Love copyright. Me Do, was Love Me Do their first ever single, I believe? I don't know. It was one of their very early ones, and perhaps it was under a different sort of publishing arrangement. What does it say? Read that again. I didn't under- didn't follow that. I didn't really understand it myself, because obviously it's give, one of those affected it, titles. Take another pass at me about what the actually what the details... Could you read it out to me again, please? Although the European Union and Canada have extended copyright protection from 50 to 70 years, the copyright on the original recording of Love Me Do was not applied retroactively, meaning that anyone could distribute the recording as long as they pay a publishing fee. Yeah, but why that song? Don't know. I'm I don't understand, look. yeah. I don't know. It's the, it was the debut single by the Beatles, you're right. Yeah, so maybe it's a sort of... it's. There was some reason why that wasn't retroactively um, included. Yeah, it is mm. very strange that one. Yeah, and just, I think I that's gonna... the one. That's the one where there's that doesn't have Ringo on it or something. It has their original the other drummer, the Peter Sutcliffe? Oh, was it? it says Pete Best was on one version of it, and that right. was featured on the anthology version. Ah, I see. Okay, and, uh, and one has Andy White on drums in one version of it as well. 
Yeah, because they were still deciding whether to uh, have Ringo as their drummer at the time, I think, weren't they? Well, you know, he funnily enough, like at, at the time when Ringo became popular, he was the kind of Charlie Chaplin of the group. He always turned up in those comedy films as kind of a silent, bumbling clown. Like, um, was it the Magic Christian he was in, basically yeah. playing a he kind was of the, silent clown? He, well, he was the funniest Beatle, wasn't he? I mean, yeah. And of the remaining two Beatles, he is still the funniest in my idea. Yeah, only because I don't think he's living in the real fucking world anymore. He's just sitting there rolling in his Thomas the Tank Engine money going, Hello, I'm Ringo Starr. <laughs> Fab. Oh, S- Thomas the Tank Engine would like to suck my cock. <laughs> Fab. Right. You know what? I just said that. And as it came out of my mouth, I was like, that is not the best you could have done there, Paul. You know? <laughs> no. I just thought no. the, I thought the visual was enough of you know Thomas the Tank Engine sucking on a, a Beatles cock was funny, but I don't know if it is. What do you what think? A, what about Thomas the Tank Engine? Is the Thomas the Tank penis, and he's he's hurtling down a hairy line into a big vag tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas the Wank Engine. Yeah. Hello. Oh, Thomas, we've put too much coal in your engine and now all spunk's coming out your toot hole. Oh, no, said the spath controller. Here comes oh, Thomas, the it... wank engine. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, we'll do, we'll do uh, one more from this list because uh, no, there's on. only one I more left. The... <laughs> oh, well, happy birthday, that's bullshit. So no one's getting paid for that anymore. Does no. that mean when that was in copyright, if you had like a birthday party, you weren't allowed to... Theoretically, yeah perform it in public weird that's weird that it was you know what's weird about that is that it was in copyright not that it isn't anymore but that it was ever next okay. and for final here's a song it's rockin robin Ooh, a potentially out of copyright song uh the copyright on singer bobby day's original version of rockin robin was never renewed leaving the music and lyrics free for all to cover to their hearts content royalty free but just don't try it with Michael Jackson's 1972 arrangement of the song. That is still under copyright. Okay, so it's a different song. I don't get it. I know the original. It's great. I really want a copy because it's a great. It's a great if you're doing a rock and roll sort of set. Well, let's just play a little bit of it now because we can. Go on. <laughs> So yeah, and what what is it though? It's excellent that song, don't you think? It is. That is an Ex- excellent version. Excellent. I like the kind of heavy bassy background to it. You know the kind it's of it's brilliant. Bum, 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 it's so danceable. It's so danceable, and it's you know, and it's one of those ones that because of the Jackson stuff, uh, a modern a modern crowd will respond to the original because they'll recognise the song. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even yeah, though yeah, it's yeah. not the version they know. But that version is that it's it's I just think that's excellent. It excellent. just blows my mind though that you can record the song and I presume Bobby Day's Rockin' Robin was a hit to some extent. Yes. Yes yeah. it was. So a song can be a hit, fall out of copyright, someone else can cover it, but then that arrangement has the copyright. So what, you couldn't literally take the arrangement from Michael Jackson's version and do it, but you could It's probably a different it's a different arrangement than Michael Jackson one. They've sort of funked it up and it's different. But also, it's to do with whatever the condition that Bobby Day was under with his contract at the time. 
Do you see what I mean? And so he didn't then, own his earlier, songs. Yes. The earlier you go, the less likely an artist, especially a black artist in America, is to have any uh, any control. So, and what they used to do in the states is, if there was a hit in one in one region of the country, yeah. they'd just make a copy record. So they just get yes. someone else just to do it. And there was that happened all the way up till to the fifties. You know. So yeah, because I could imagine it was very easy for a West Coast radio station to go. Have you heard this East Coast track? Let's play the this artist on the West Coast is on a cover of it. Yeah, yeah, and they just they just copied. It, but there's no there were there, yes, there's no licensing those with those copy records. They just they just nick it. They just yeah. copy it. You know what I mean? Like so, uh, it's a very interesting area. Um, what's your favourite uh, of those tunes on the list, Paul? Ooh. Is it the Beat- Beatles or the no. Bobby Day? Probably Bobby Day. I like Rockin' Robin a lot. It's a great yeah. track. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And right. uh, the most surprising for me would yeah. be the Beatles. So the Beatles. Yeah, I'm a bit fuzzy on the implications of that. I was scanning over a Wikipedia article, but it didn't seem to mention much about it. So weird. Mm. 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 But if you want to read about Love Me Do, there's a fucking kick-ass Wikipedia page all about it. But I can tell you it peaked at 17 in 1962. Right, so it's very early, and it wasn't even a hit. Well, that's a, that's a hit. I guess that's a hit, yeah. But Back then, yeah, if you was, got to number 17, that, that was a good thing. I think the timeline is, isn't it, that they did that, and then this was before the Hamburg years. Then they went to Hamburg soon after yeah. releasing that, yeah. I think and, so. And so it's before the Beatles really got drilled in Hamburg, because, you know, in Hamburg they were doing three shows a night or whatever on yeah. on on perks on speed pills and then um because of the long hours and the overwork they really they, Mate, they let's do that then for us let's do cheap show in hamburg and we'll do three shows a day on speed <laughs> <laughs> mate we would not survive Hello, welcome to YouTube. My name is Paul Gallon. Spaff, come bollocks. Oh, come on, likes me. Suck me off, suck my dick, suck me off, suck my dick, suck me off, suck my dick. Big, 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 suck a dick, suck a dick, big, big, big. I can't do this week. I can't do it. You can do it. I can't do this week. Do you need aid from a super friend? You got I've got I've got Pelton Malbury's I need uh on speed dial. Hello, Queefuffer. Queefuffer. Thank you. Paul doesn't want to do the podcast. I'll be right over on my queef mobile powered on queefs. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, queef offer, Paul. I heard you. You're down in the dumps, lads. What's the matter, lad? I am. Oh, What's the matter? Just, I've been working nights and I'm tired and we're running out of material and the shops aren't open and they're to the end of the world. Paul. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the queefuffer, and you know I've been through some real adversities with uh, my baddie nut licker. He once he once licked my nuts clean off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'll do. I'm going to make a special gesture of kindness for you, Paul, to help you do the uh, the podcast here on my belt. O queef. You are like sixties Batman, where it's just you put the word <laughs> queef on everything you have. <laughs> yeah. On my queef yeah. queef stick. Belt O queef. It's my belt O queef, and yeah. here is. Here is a, a reviver queef, and yeah. it's got it's a vet. It, Paul, it's a spicy, spicy queef. So he... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will have a sniff of it now. Give it here. Here you go. Suck it up. I'm off. Here we go. Hang on. <laughs> oh, that's the good shit. Queef offer. Queef offer. Yeah. 
mate, I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to whack me spaff out. Uh, no, uh, that wasn't, no. I am the spaff controller, Thomas. Come here. <laughs> the spaff controller. Oh, I am now the nemesis of, I have been oh. created by the huff, quiff huffer, and I am your mortal enemy, the spaff controller. I'm the talking vag tunnel, remember me? No. I don't want to remember that. <laughs> let's let's just move on to the next part of the show. Yes. So we have done our fair share of songs today, a few little soups on of tracks, and I thought instead we could do. No, oh, you know what? I'm gonna start this one again. I can't. Yeah, my do, brain's do not that again. In. Yeah, do it again. So apparently, Eli, there's a load of characters in the public domain and we should have a look at them and talk about them and do them. Oh, God. <laughs> what? No. What? Try, try it one more time. That was fine. It was blunt. No, just say, look, okay, so there's not only songs. Uh, should I do it, Paul? Yeah, why I'll don't do you it. do it? Go on. Okay. Right. Well, Paul, we looked at some songs there that are... No, that are oh, oh dear. <laughs> it's hard, no, isn't no, it? I've got it. I've got it. Go it's, it's always hard. It's always mm. hard. Yeah, it's not though. <laughs> it's mostly it rubbery. It's constantly hard and it's spewing. Not. It's, it's like a it snippet is. of. It's like a snippet of a garden hose. Well, Paul, we've just covered some songs that are now in the public domain or have been for uh, some years in some cases. But that's not the only type of thing that can be in the public domain. You can also have characters and whole movies and books. I, that is correct. It's not mostly movies, because movies tend to be more protected with their copyright, because, you know, movie companies are greedy. So, uh, you know, oh, I'm not doing this episode. <laughs> you know what? I can't keep my brain. Literally, I start a sentence, and my brain goes, come on, come on. No, you're not. No, oh, no. Right, then, don't, that's all right. Don't worry about it. Let's try it just one more time. Yeah? No, Should we'll we... keep rolling. Keep the skid stay in the picture, mate. So... Uh... Yeah, I saw this. So I was looking for all these articles about copyright and things like that. And it's not necessarily movies, but yeah, characters from the public domain, which is why you see a shit ton of these characters every few years or so. You know, like that time in Robin Hood, there's like three Robin Hood movies that came out. Yes. Now, that's because it, anyone can use Robin Hood. But, Paul, I'm confused because some studios, like for the Spider Man thing, and also in the people who had the Marvel stuff in the in the 90s like corman did a a captain america film and i thought and he did a a a a fantastic four film and wasn't that to do with wasn't weren't those films made just to keep the copyright i believe so i believe the copyright was nearly up on fantastic four so corman was asked to bang out a movie so this german company could retain the license so uh, okay so but what with these characters couldn't they have been kept going kept in copyright by people over the years. I don't understand. I I don't understand. I mean, this is the thing. It's like maybe... You'll notice that a lot of the people we're going to talk about in this segment now are characters from, like, you know, 100 years ago. So, like, Harry Potter ain't going to fall out of public domain anytime soon. But these ones will, because they've been around so long, they've kind of fallen off the the copyright train. Yes, but that's what, what I'm asking is, could they still be in copyright if... A certain company or or whatever had kept kept making making things with them in. I don't the know whole, the whole way along. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because there was a ton of Sherlock Holmes movies, but then at the same time, it's like you look at the whole brouhaha about James Bond and when they released Octopussy and Never Say Never Again the same year, 
and they were two ah. Bond films made by two completely different production companies because the rights fell into a nebulous kind of middle ground where basically, I can't remember all the details right now, but there's a writer and he wrote the plot to Thunderball. And Thunderball was a movie before it was a book. And so when Ian Fleming wrote the book, he based it off the movie and basically infringed the copyright of the guy who wrote the script because he invented ah. things like Blofeld and certain tropes in the James Bond world. So ah. fast forward, you know... So Blofeld wasn't a Fleming creation? Blofeld wasn't an original... Not as far as I books. remember. And as I say, it meant that you can use Blofeld in a movie outside of Bond, potentially. So in the 80s, right. this guy who had written the script, suing the Broccolis and MGM for years about this, that and the other, finally got a, a remake of Bond made, but it had to be based on the script of Thunderball, which is why Never Say Never Again is basically a remake of Thunderball. And is it any good? No. It's directed by, uh, oh, Irving Kirshner, who did Robocop 2, and he did The Empire Strikes Back. Wow, wow. And it had Sean Connery I mean, in, because he was like, yeah. oh, I'll fucking do it for the money, mate. Which I think he gave to a charity in the end, to be fair. Yeah, because he said never. He said he'd never do play Bond again, which is why it's called that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but it was released the same year as Octopussy, but Octopussy was the bigger film that year. And... And is Octopussy a better Bond film? Well, I've never liked Thunderball because I found Thunderball boring. And so Never Say Never Again is an 80s more boring Thunderball. And Octopussy's better? Well, no, because Octopussy's the one where he dresses up as a clown and jumps over a train as a Fabergé egg. And it's called Octopussy. Uh. We're all pretense of like fucking hiding the innuendos right up. The- they may as well called it, you know, fucking Fishy Fanny or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know? At that point, you may as well have called it that. <laughs> Octofanny. Stinky clout. <laughs> Fajacha to Tartar. Yeah. Oh, right. God. Okay. No. Yeah. okay. So let's go through the list of characters that you can potentially do your own versions of. Copyright is complex, this article says. So if you want to use any of these characters, it says you do have to explore them. Because in, in one instance, when we talk about Sherlock Holmes, the Arthur Conan Doyle estate apparently have the right still to the last 20 stories or something ah, weird. Okay. So every now and then they say, oh, it, this infringes on the identity of Sherlock Holmes as written in these last 20 stories. I see. So it gets a bit complicated. Right, here's the first one. Sherlock Holmes? Is it Sherlock Holmes? No. Okay. I mean, it is. We'll get to that one in a bit. But the first one on this list, because we're not going to do a load, there's about 20. But this one, Dracula and other Bram Stoker characters. Aha! Dracula's one of the most recognisable fictional names in literature and film. And while many adaptations, says this article on the HuffPost, have been lacklustre, the overall vampire genre has been done ten times over. So this is a property that screenwriters could go in search of for a fresh and new take on the characters found within the book. Well, they always, they often do, don't they? There's, there's a new yeah. take of Dracula sort of every sort of 15 years or so, isn't there? Always. Dracula Unbound recently, which was meant to reboot the... Uh, Universal Movie Monsters, and it didn't. Yeah, what was that? Exactly. That's exactly the point. It came out and Who everyone was, was like... Dracula? I don't was... remember. Uh, weird. Alan Bennett. Alan Bennett was Dracula? Alan Bennett's Dracula, yeah. Oh, I tell you. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh. I was sitting here one night and that, that Mr. Harker came in and I tell you, I couldn't tell his guts for garters. He came dressed like a five pence thief. I tell you. <laughs> Brilliant. I said he wants. I said you want to get those windows clean. Then he went, not at night. I close them during the day. <laughs> Don't like to let the sun in. You know what I mean? 
Great. That was great, Paul. Talking deads. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Alan Bennett was a different Alan Bennett. Oh, Alan Bennett wrote this Shakespeare, wrote Dracula No, Alan about. Bennett has nothing to do with it. I was just saying, <laughs> in a kind of 1980s copycats way, could you imagine if Alan Bennett did Dracula? Yeah, so, and that's because Dracula is, it's funny, it mentions other vampire stuff. I mean, it all comes from Dracula. The whole vampire genre comes from that one novel, essentially. Pretty much. It? I mean, yeah. there were sort of legends of blood-sucking monsters in folklore before that, but... Yeah. Our whole our whole conception of a vampire is all found in the pages of that novel, Bram Stoker's novel. Well, certainly it? Western belief of yes. vampires comes from that because there yes. were Chinese and Japanese vampire-esque monsters that obviously existed a long time before Bram Stoker wrote anything. So, you know, it's obviously just like, I think, because he, didn't he say he based it on a real illness? Like that was like a kind of anemia or something like that. Yes, yes, he did. Uh, and it's funny because the the Highgate Vampire, Sean Manchester, when yeah. describe describing the Highgate Vampire, he it's like he hasn't got any other sort of uh, material to work from apart from the story no. of Dracula, and so that's why it's so funny that when he's describing this supernatural entity in the Highgate uh, Wood, he's basically like describes Dracula, doesn't he? And he says, "Oh, he yeah. came on a he came on a ship, like in a coffin <laughs> on a ship," and it's like that's the plot of Dracula. Mate, like, come on. <laughs> You're informed, I think, unknowingly yeah. with pop culture. And obviously yeah. at the time there have been tons of Dracula films and th- there was a bit of satanic panic going around. So I can imagine it all just fell into really heavy, tropey type basic understanding of the supernatural when it came to him chasing the fucking hang- Highgate vampire. Yeah, it's like a proto-satanic panic sort of story, isn't it, in a lot yeah. of ways. It's, and it came sort of just the era before, but you'd had uh, uh, Rosemary's Baby... It was, I believe, 69 that came out. And um, and also the, all the Hammer Draculas, which are some of the best Dracula films, aren't they? It, like the first couple. I mean, he's he's one of the... For me, he's one of the great the greatest screen Draculas. Yeah, and it, apparently, if you listen carefully, film by film, he says less and less because he agreed to do the film, but he, if he didn't have to say any of the shit dialogue. So I think by the time he, you get to like his last film or whatever, he hardly says anything in it. He just he just looms, but he was brilliant, wasn't he? Because I, I kind of like the really bad one. Because there was two set in the 70s, and I always get confused between the two, but I think there's one called like Dracula AD 1970, and it, I love that one no it's eight it's 73 ad 73 yeah i think that's the one i really like and that's the one which is closest in terms of uh plot to the highgate vampire yeah weirdly yeah yeah it's it's brilliant that has some of the worst night for day sh- shooting i've ever seen in a film <laughs> <laughs> two stars so eli yeah. let's do let's do cheap shows dracula right well so, there is can, cheap can... shows dracula already exists doesn't he i mean uh, we've already sort of interpreted well, him and I think that's a character I'd like to see the return of right now Paul would and I'll you? be Mina I'll be Mina Harker okay well let's do it cheap show present listen hang on Paul hang on I'll be Mina Harker working in a charity shop okay yeah. and I'll yeah. be Dracula coming in and I'll I'll be look I'll be looking through all the new stuff including wink wink a coffin wait are you working there or shopping there I'm working there I'm in the back room trying to sort out the new the 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 just arrives. All right, and it's it's obviously late in the day because like Shakespeare, Dracula couldn't come out <laughs> at night. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> and remember, you're you're not you don't come out of the until I open the yeah yeah. All right. All right. 
I don't want to hear Gee. from you while I'm doing a monologue right. at the top. Okay. I'm still going to do the introduction. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, Hello. Chief Show, shut up. Ooh. I'm doing the introduction. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get the voice right. Do the introduction. Uh. Hello. All right, I'm here we Mina go. Harker. Hello. Mina. Hello. Mina Harker. Hello. Ooh. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Cheap Show Theatre presents Gland Strokers Dracula. Oh. <sighs> it's towards the end of the day now, and I've still got all of this stuff to sort out and put out on the shelves. Ooh. It sometimes is quite onerous. <laughs> I'll just have to sort out all of this stuff that's just arrived. Oh, there's some books. Oh, there's... Oh, The Wizard of Oz. Oh, I've never read that. Oh, oh, what's over here? Oh, it looks like a sarcophagus. Oh, I don't know. It might be uh, full of soil. or It smells of soil. Very strange. I'll see if there's anything valuable in there. Oh, I'll just use this crowbar. Am I? What year is this? Oh, it's it's 2020. Ah, my name is Charity Shop Vampire Dracula the Third. Ah, 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 ah. Why, you are a pretty lady. I don't know why I went Italian then. It's Mina Harker. Um. Mina. What would you like? To- you look like a love from my past lives in Transylvania. You are a pretty lady. Um, what about my nipples? Are they generous? Are they very generous? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't quite understand what you're dating at. I, I want you to say that my nipples are generous in that Italian accent of yours. You know what, love? Put me back in the coffin. <laughs> I'm pretty no. fucking bored of this. Hello, you have to say something about I want to suck your cock. And then, yeah, you know, I know, but you, you keep going on about your nipples and it's very no, difficult. No, they are generous. They're very generous. Listen, dearest Mina, I come from a dark castle in the deepest, darkest Transylvania. Right. And I have travelled all this way by boat and by plane to okay. get to you, my love. Over the centuries, generation after generation, I have reached you all the way across time and space to here. And all I want, I want want to suck suck your cock. Now, now, problem. There's a problem there. There's a problem. I don't have no cock. I'm Mina Harker. No cock. Can you point me in the direction of a cock I can suck? You could, uh, you could describe my nipples. Uh, yeah, which are, they're very, I'm just, there's a you know lot. what, you know what, love, you know what, love, I'm just going to go back, this is the prank that got out of hand, Bob up the oh, road right. put me up to it, Bob up the road put me up to it, he said, oh that Bob, oh go that, in that Bob, go in, go in the coffin and pretend to be Dracula, and I said, alright then, I'll do it, but, you know, only if you give me back my kids. Well, I'd like you to say generous nipples in Italian accent. Right, I would like, <laughs> you have... Very pretty titties. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the end of that. Christ. That's the end of that one. Right, next. I, I've tried to be an actor sometimes in my life, you know that, Paul? And then I, I do things like that and I think, God, who am I trying to kid? Really? Well, 
finally the truth comes out ladies and gentlemen <laughs> episode 185 he like realizes his acting skills are subpar fuck off here's another one we can do though here's, here's a good one dr jekyll and mr hyde hey, oh, how yeah. about this hello the 1886 novel written by robert louis stevenson inspired many tv and film adaptations and created a common trope of a man with two conflicting personalities um while the story has become somewhat cliche, a direct adaptation or screenplay inspired by the original story could still offer scriptwriters a great platform and character base to work from. It's another classic of the horror genre, isn't it? Mm. It's very similar to the werewolf kind of thing as well. The kind of transformative, the releasing of the beast. It is basically a sort of modern, well, at the time, modern retelling of of the sort of werewolf myth, isn't it? Mm. Also, it's very interesting because he was sort of obviously was he did he predate Freud? Because it's almost like the sort of the the id, isn't it? It's, you it, know what? It, I it, don't know. But another factor about it is you remember like science and the industrial revolution was like coming through at this time, and so there's a sense okay. of playing God. There's a sense of like you know Prometheus to it as well, similar yeah. to yeah. Frankenstein. Yes, yes. Now. Robert Louis Stevenson also famously wrote... Suck my cock, call 015122-8161 on the bathroom wall and the cock and bull. (laughs) He famously wrote Treasure Island, which has Long John Silver in it. Now, I wonder if you can put Long John Silver... I wonder if he's in copyright. Oh, maybe. I don't know. That's a good point, that, isn't it? Oh, laddie, me lad. Put a piece of silver in me knob end. Hello. <laughs> Put a piece of silver <laughs> in your knob end. In me knob end, ar. Too right. Arr. Just under the skin, or pressed arr. into the meters like a like a penny slot machine. Oh, ar. Put it in the meters, me lad, and then get, sing me a jig and put some rum on it. Ar. I'm a cyclops. Ar. Ar. You're a cyclops. <laughs> you're not. You're a pirate. I'm a cyclops pirate. Ar. Listen, oh, me Chad. Oh God, we're not doing. Listen, me Jimmy lad. Listen to this, me Jimmy lad. Listen to yeah? me, Jimmy lad. You I... <laughs> listen to this. You've me not Jimmy read lad. any of the books, have you? That we're talking about in any respect. Arr! Listen to me, my Jimmy lad. I tell you what, I am a cyclops, and I prove it. Just lift the patch. Come on, reach over, lift the patch up. Come on, Arr! You'll see. Instead of a disgusting eye hole, it's smooth. Because I was only born with one eye. Because I'm the son of a monster and a hydra who made love under the waves, crawled up, and then birthed me in a cave. And I'm a... I'm a cyclops. Arr! Put a piece of silver up my arm. <laughs> Mate, I'm getting the acting bug back. It's coming well, back. Mr. Silverman, thank you for coming in today. We don't think you're quite right for the role, but we oh. do. Appre- you've brought some very interesting things to the table today, so thank you. Uh, we won't be calling you back. Uh, you can Why go not? just that, just that way. Just well, because Can't we thought me? that we thought the fact that you were very obsessed with your penis in the role and it came across as quite threatening uh, was not really the. the kind I can of do it without being John obsessed Silver with the penis. I can do whatever you want. I can do it any way you want, mate. I can do it any way. Please give me another chance. I haven't even got bus fare home. Okay, well then the way I'd like you to do it is in no way at all. No, I would like you to do it in no way at all, if that's all right. The way I'd like okay. is for you to do it in no way at all. Okay, I could do that. Arr, arr, no. Ah, me bum hole. Arr, arr, how, about, how about we have a crack at Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and you can play both characters and that could be an interesting okay. actor's role for you, you know? Okay, let's this? try that. So 
you doctor, well, you doctor Jekyll, and you take the potion, and then you Mister Hyde, and then let's say I'm a scientist friend who comes in at the wrong moment and sees okay. the thing, and we'll do it from okay. that way. All right? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Cheap Show Theatre presents Robert Gooey Stephen Spoffson's Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Ah, oh, what a tiring day. Ah, oh, those patients. They do test the patience of a man, if he's a doctor, like I am. I'm just looking up for the night, sir, so I just want to make sure you're okay before I leave the premises. Jenkins, I'm absolutely fine. Thank you for asking. Right. I'm just going to powder my I'm going to powder my wrists, trim my fingernails, stroke the tash, and then I'm off to bed. Alright then. Toddy. Yes. Take care then. I'll I'll Goodbye. just go for the evening. See you in the morning, sir. Goodbye. Ah. He's so good, Jenkins. Ah, so good to me. Hmm, sometimes I wish I could... Never mind. Um, oh, what's this? This is that... Can I that stop medicine. you there? What were you thinking of doing to Jenkins? <laughs> Fucking him. <laughs> right, oh, good, just that's fine, I know. Go on, carry on. Oh, hey, oh, what's this? This is that medicine, yes, that I was working on. Oh, I am feeling quite agitated. Perhaps it will have a somnambulative effect on one's concern. Um... Oh, I'll just try a little sip. Perhaps it'll, it will send me off to sleep. I do need to rest, but all this medical work is rushing round my head. Perhaps just a little sip, and I'll be sedated. It is an experimental formula of my own design, so perhaps I could kill two, <laughs> two birds with one stone, and see whether it works. And also, maybe if it does work, catch some Z's. Okay, here I go. I'll just unscrew it. Ooh, it's got a very heady odour. Ooh, I'll just have a little sip. Sir, I've just come in to collect my house keys, for I forgot them I did. Ah, you're a nasty little man, but I like ya! Oh. I like it! I'll... What's all oh. this, Mr. Jekyll? I don't understand. What have you become? You you look like a beast. There's no Jekyll here. Only Hyde. Ooh, give us your little wiener, you. I'll scrub it off. Oh, oh, what's this? Oh, I'll scrub it round. Ah! Coming round, scrubbing hole. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's right, Mr. Hyde. That's right, Mr. Hyde. You do it. Oh, you do it. You do it. And then imagine, imagine I come in your mouth and you turn into Dr. Jekyll. And then you don't know what's going on. <laughs> turn back Stop and I'm the scene. plums deep Stop in a doctor's scene. mouth. Stop the scene now. Oh, oh, that's right, Mr. Jekyll. Or I'm going to... Oh, oh, it's my special potion. It will turn you back to Mr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I promise you. I promise you. <laughs> no. 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 doing the noise now. That's who's next on the list. Right, we'll do one more because there's a fair few. So I'll read a few out and you tell me which one you'd like, all right? Okay, okay, cool. We've got Robin Hood, Sherlock Holmes, which I think we've done Sherlock Holmes when we did the episode of when we played 221B Baker Street. Yes, that's true. We've got Tarzan. That's very problematic. We got Robinson Crusoe. That's very problematic. <laughs> exactly. Fu Manchu. 
that problematic. problematic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter Pan, Pinocchio. That's problematic. <laughs> Depends on how we do it. No, but it yeah. is. All right. Well, then, how about we do? How about we do Pinocchio? I could be Pinocchio, okay. all innocent, wanting to be a real boy, and you could be Stromboli, who wants me to join the circus and Pleasure Island and all that no, stuff. No, come on. What's on the list? Who else is on the list? What do you mean? I want to do that one. No, fuck you. There's Alice in Wonderland oh, as well. Oh, you know what? And I'll tell you. Listen, if we do Pinocchio, Paul, uh, if we do Pinocchio, Paul, yeah. I'll tell you what's going to end up. Yeah. It's going to end up with you, yeah. with your nose in my ass, and me going, <laughs> tell me lies. <laughs> Tell me lies. <laughs> oh, gee golly. I'm just the biggest hedgehog in all the village. Yeah, lie to me. Oh, fuck. Oh, gee Ta- willikers, Mr. Ta- Stromboli. Why, I'm a human biscuit. Oh, that hasn't reached the fucking prostate. Tell a big un. Uh, oh, oh, gee willikers. I got one for you. How about this? How about, yeah. oh, uh, I once invented the post-it note. Oh! <laughs> yeah, but Paul, that was good. But you weren't. If you think about it, if the nose was all the way up the guy's ass, yeah. This is your fantasy. Don't correct me <laughs> on it. <laughs> no, I'm just saying your voice would be constricted by the fact that your nose is blocked, so it'd be more nasal, like someone with a cold. Oh, gee, Willikers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Batman was invented by two chickens called Gary. <laughs> <laughs> That Batman was invented by two chickens called Gary. <laughs> oh, great. I'm giving you the Badger Award for the episode, Yay, mate. Yay, Badger Award. <laughs> uh, so we got that. Do you want to do... We're getting the Badger Medal. Read the list. Come on, more. Uh, Island of Fu Manchu, Wizard of Oz, and... Uh, oh, King Arthur. I am Arthur. <laughs> no, it's, it's just, just doing Monty Python. Yeah, that's, a, that's the problem on, with that more. one. Um, Phantom yeah. of the Opera. And Frankenstein's monster. What was go back to the? What was the one after Pinocchio? Uh, I said after Pin- Alice. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland. I like Alice in Wonderland. Do you want to do Alice in Wonderland then? Yeah. You be. Can I be Alice? Yeah, you be Alice, Ooh. and I'll be. Hello. Who could I be? What cat? What scene could we do? Well, we're going to do our own version of the um, of the beginning. Yeah. So d- down the the down the rabbit hole bit. Yeah. Oh, all right. So I'll play the white rabbit. Yeah. All right. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Cheap Show Theatre presents. Alice in Wonderland. Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. La 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 la. La 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 la. All the pretty flowers. La la la. Looking along. La la la. Ooh. I'm right. I'm right. For a very important date. I'm a white rabbit. <laughs> I've never seen such a rabbit that talks who. Ooh. And he's got clothing on. I don't believe it. It's curiouser and curiouser. Ooh, very curious. I got to get to the queen. No, wait. You come back, rabbit. Ooh, where's he gone? Luckily, he's left these little pellets of brown. And his little sign. He's lit. It's a little note he's left. Eat me. Perhaps I'm supposed to eat these little pellets. Yes, that's what I'll do. Ooh. So wait, Alice, Alice is just eating rabbit <laughs> shit on the riverbank. Yes, very nutty tasting. Ooh, ooh, something's happening. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, you're going to honk your guts up if you're just eating <laughs> rabbit shit. <laughs> oh, I have it. Oh, sicker and sicker. Oh, oh, I ate some rabbit shit.
But, well, she didn't and even scene. go to. She Thank didn't you. get to Wonderland. <laughs> she just watched a rabbit run no. past, poo on its grass, and then she ate the poo. It should be called Alice in A and E for eating rabbit shit. Yeah. Well, Paul, if you think about it, that's what would happen in real life. It, it would. Now, Paul. I don't know why some of these items on this list are a bit silly and obvious, like King Arthur. I mean, that's mythology. It is and it isn't because King Arthur... That's like saying Jesus is out of, you know, Jesus is in the public domain. Jesus is in the public domain, strictly speaking. Surely the Bible is in the public domain. Hang on, let's find out. Is Is the Bible public domain? The text of the King James Bible is in the public domain. However, when you publish your own edition of the there Bible you with your own layout, commentary, annotations, cross-references, then that work as a whole is your intellectual property, and that is copyrighted unless you expressly release it into the public domain. Yeah, so you can retell it in your own So way. here we go. Cheap Show's The Bible. Let's end on this, Mr. Silverman. Right. Cheap Show presents The Bible. In the beginning, there was a there was the Garden of Eden. Oh, I'm Adam, and I'm Eve. Hello, have this apple. Oh, don't a we're not meant to eat the to... apple. Oh, it's lovely. All right. If you want some fudge, if you want fudge tonight, <laughs> if, I, what? You, if you want to be eating this fudge, you be eating this apple. You know what's good for you. Right. If you want to be chowing down on this, on this sweet sweet Eve ass, you be eating an apple. Yeah, this apple, what snake gave me. Right, I'll let... Eat the apple, what the snake gave me. Om, rom, rom, rom. I am God, 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 God. You are naughty, naughty, naughty. Don't eat ass, ass, ass. Don't eat ass, ass, ass. I am God, God, God. Don't eat ass, ass, ass. You get out, out, out of the garden, garden, garden. Yes, 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 yes. I am God, God, God. Don't eat ass, ass, ass. Get out my garden, garden, garden. Get out my ass, ass, ass. Get out my garden. Cut to yes. Noah's Ark. All right, everyone, no, get on the Paul, boat. You've missed out. You know we've missed out Genesis, haven't we? Uh, turn it on, turn it off, turn it on again. There we go. I like, I like, I think in the cheap show mythology, yeah. the creation myth should be God spaffed it out, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, in the beginning, East. there was spaff and it was good. <laughs> yeah, and it was goo. There was spaff and it was goo. Yeah. We're gonna, lo- you know what, Paul? What? We're gonna lose listeners. What? Just with the general, the general tone and shambolic nature of this particular episode, we're gonna hemorrhage listeners, man. I can feel them. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could do the cheap show Bible. That'd be even better. So we'll do that, and then at the House of Pickles is the Garden of Eden, I and we're Adam we- and Eve. I don't think we should. I don't think we should. And, and the the the, uh, the 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 source trough of. Life. Oh yeah, sauce sauce trough. I've got a sauce bucket now. I'm trying to rationalise my sauce life in here. Can we? You, can we? You know what? I am now bored. Let's end this before you start talking <laughs> about sauces. <laughs> okay, you're all right then. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Cheap Show, the economy comedy podcast. We hope you've had fun. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, and if you can, and only if you can, you can go to patreon.com forward slash cheap show and donate as little or as much as you like. Uh, there are magazines and videos and exclusive bits and bobs and podcasts uh, all there for your pickings. All sorts That'll of be stuff. Lovely. Extra podcasts. 
Yeah. yeah, which we still need to get our arson gear and record soon. Well, well we'll do, do that. that. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. Don't worry. What else? What else? Uh, go to the website, thecheapshow.co.uk. It's your one-stop shop for all Cheap Show goodness. For instance, pictures and videos for this episode will be on the website. Uh, also links to the merchant shop and the uh, Cheap Show magazine. Paul. Are there. Paul. Yes. I'll put, I'm going to take a photo of the scary um, pop shield um, Oscar the Grouch weird nun ghost. And then uh, they can put good because there's that there's a dearth dearth is that the word there's a dearth dearth there's a dearth of actual photographs this week isn't there because we haven't there is there'll be well this will be one there's one photo and it's going to be of my pop shield Oscar the Grouch T-shirt combo okay but hey if you're listening to this podcast going oh I want to send you something I found in a charity shop or whatnot you can we have a PO box it's Cheap Show PO Box One. 271 Harrow HA33NS. But again, you go to thecheapshot.co.uk, all the links to everything you want merch, magazines, videos, PO box, it's all there. And Paul, did you see what, what is winging its way uh, to the PO box? Is my own vintage Winky, which I'm I know, I'm so pleased lucky about. you. Yeah. I'm so pleased that's going to that's going to complete my collection. I'm going to have my bespoke Winky that actually has my name on it, which I still. I still just think it's excellent, and I'm going to be able to put. Yes, I'm going to be able to put um, a, a true vintage Winky, a real Winky, next to it there on my uh, on my tat shelf. And I want. Oh. I wonder the person didn't mention, did they, whether it was like mint on card or whether the card was there? But you'd think it would probably be. Probably beggars can't be no, choosers. It'd be nice for you to have a little Winky. Yes, as well as a huge cock. Chod cannon. My chod cannon is reloaded. Is your chod cannon <laughs> reloaded? Is that like the Matrix reloaded? Yes, it's a terrible sequel. <laughs> <laughs> it's overlong and full of unnecessary character. Yeah. Uh, right. So, uh, what else? Yeah, you can email the show about anything you like, thecheapshow at gmail.com. And finally, on Twitter, at thecheapshowpod, I'm at Paul Gannon Show. And Eli is... Eli Snoid. E-L-I-S-N-O-I-D. Excellent work. We're also on Facebook and and, and, and Instagram and uh, Tumblr. Tumblr. Just look for Cheap Show. You'll find us. It's fine. Um, other than that, yeah, thank you for carrying on supporting Cheap Show. We love you. I love you. Uh, uh, yeah, I feel weird saying that. But yeah, not about them, but about you. I love you. Yeah, well, don't, uh, you don't love me. That's fine. I, love, I know I that. I love them. You you are incapable of giving love, so why would I expect love from <laughs> oh, you? Oh, come on. I got a bit gushy last week, didn't I, at the picnic? You did. Right? Yeah, you did. You got a little bit too touchy. <laughs> all this old Garen gets all touchy when he's drunk. You, you, mate. Oh, oh. I'd hate to have... I'd, I'd, hate, I'd hate to be... In a, come from oh I'd hate to fucking mouth bollocks <laughs> shit I'll fuck this I'm off yeah. mouth don't work <laughs> mouth, mouth doing don't it work. your mouth don't work your mouth don't work shut your up your fucking mouth Let's don't just work end this recording now my bollocks hurt and your mouth don't work <laughs>